Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly and this is Ageless. I'm 40 and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to Ageless. I'm Jane O'Reilly, and today I am joined by an exciting and layered new guest. She is a transformational coach, speaker, and author whose breadth of knowledge and experience spans multiple disciplines and professional expressions from clinical psychotherapy to global business to advancing spiritual growth, which I love. And at the core of her diverse career is a passionate dedication to helping individuals live at their highest potentiality. She shares her journey and how others can reach their full potential and her first book, 911 From Your Soul. Janine Thompson, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jana. I am thrilled to be with you and your listeners. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. And there's so many directions we could go here, but what I'd love to dive into first is your journey. So without giving too much of your book away, would you tell us your story and what was it that inspired your passion to help others live at their highest potentiality? Sure. So I think in terms of the journey that inspired me to write this book, I think it's one that um, many people are actually on right now. You know, it was a time in my life several years ago where I was successful, but unfulfilled. So from the outside, the details look great. I had wonderful children, you know, big job, cool travel, the accoutrements of success. And yet I would wake up in the middle of the night with this restlessness, like there was something missing. And I'm like, what is it? What could possibly be missing from my life? And a a series of of events um, unfolded. And ultimately I left my fortune 50 executive job and I went on a a great search, I call it. I'm like, I am going to crack the code on whatever's missing. And it led me to places that I used to make fun of. You know, early in my career, I was an evidence-based psychotherapist. So that's research protocols, treating anxiety disorders by the book, what was proven. And all of a sudden, I was magnetically drawn towards Reiki and yoga and Um, that was my first introduction to mind, body, soul, and spirit. And from there, it became very clear to me that I had lost touch with who I was in the world. You know, I had lived my life doing my job with excellence, taking care of my children, meeting all of the commitments in my life, but my own dream faucet was turned off. And um, when I discovered soul and turning inward, it was this treasure trove of insight and wisdom and inspiration. I'm like, yes, this is what I meant to do. I am meant to help people reunite with the deepest parts of themselves that they've lost sight of along the way. But I knew that, um, but I got scared. Because I was this Fortune 50 exec, and I thought there's no way, absolutely no way business is going to accept the fusion or integration of spirituality, the invisible and the visible science and soul. And uh, so I played small. 
I did traditional coaching and um, I didn't really speak or live my truths out loud. And for any of your listeners out there, what always happens when we know a truth, but we don't want to know it and we live in half congruence, aspects of our life start to tip upside down. And that happened for me. You know, I almost tanked my business. I created financial burden for myself. And only when I was willing to um, surrender during those dark times and really listen to the intelligence of my heart and soul and live my life out loud, my truth, my passion, my wisdom, then everything turned around, you know, but it was not, um, I think some of those aspects, successful yet unfulfilled, knowing something we really don't want to know, living in half congruence. That's what I see a lot of people doing nowadays. And we're just trying to figure it out. Like, who am I? And um, what's my role here in the world? I have the chills because I just relate to everything that you just shared. I have walked through the fire in my own life. And I would say about three years ago, found a spiritual path that I fa- I just, it works for me. Um, every morning I do a morning ritual that just sets me up for the entire day. And it fills me up with positivity and optimism and goodness. And when I don't do it, I don't feel the happiness, the joy, the fulfillment of my day. And it- it's like water and air, like we need it. Yeah, we do need it. And yet we're not taught that, right? So most of us are taught to go outside of ourselves, get the stuff, get the job, get the family, the friends, like go outside, go to the experts, which by the way, I always partner with experts too. I love that. And there's really only one true expert for yourself. And that is your inner genius inside. And as you so beautifully described, when we don't move throughout the day and meet the moments of each day with our higher self, um, life is life is not as vivid. It's not as robust. It's not as joyful. And uh, it's a, a whole lot more challenging. I absolutely agree with that. I'm so sorry. I just choked over here, <laughs> but That's we're human. Great. We're good. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to edit that out because this is real life happening. And, you know, I, that inner genius, I love what you shared about that, about the inner genius, our highest self. And I feel like we have the opportunity to operate at our highest level every day. It's a choice. We can go to the external things. And I've done that. I've done the cash and prizes and thought that that was my identity, but really I was wearing two masks and, and I really longed for something deeper, but was unsure of even how to tap into it. And it took some gut wrenching pain to get back to my highest self and to have a connection with a higher power and just to know that there's something greater than human power out there running a show. It's not me. And when I can surrender to that. Yeah. And isn't that a relief, right? You know, 
part of my 911 was that it was the reunification with divine consciousness, uh, a power, I call it all that is, you can call it God, the universe, love, the great mystery. It actually doesn't even need to be named. But there's such, you know, I'm awestruck by the utter intelligence of life. When I look back, every single, really, um, the most meaningful inflection points in my life, I did not create. There was another person, there was a divine synchronicity, there was a timing, a person event, I simply could not have even conjured up on my own. And I say that because I spent a great deal of my 20s and 30s being highly perfectionistic, kind of a control monger, wanting to do everything in excellence, thinking if I planned enough, prepared enough, executed well enough, was perfect enough, I could create uh, this extraordinarily li extraordinary life I wanted. And come to find out, I think the universe just had a really good giggle with me and said, oh, my dear, um, you don't need to figure it out. All you need to do is tune in and listen. And the stepping stones along the pathway will be illuminated for you. They will be brought to you. Some things will be taken away from you because they actually impede your highest potentiality, but life will move to you, through you, and away from you, all in service to you. And we don't have to crack that code. That is one of the greatest learnings. You know, we can let go of the steering wheel. Absolutely. We don't have to drive. We can allow our highest self to drive. Or like you were saying, you can fill in the blanks with whatever you're comfortable with, whether it's source. I hear that often or higher power or even God or spirit of the universe, universe. You know, there's so God many terms order. we can use Absolutely. and it's, it's such a personal thing. And that's what I love. And I just find that when I start my day in gratitude, abundance is mine. It's a choice. You know, I get to be grateful for the the small wins. And then when I open myself up to that, then many miracles happen, you know, little small miracles. And and then I, I'm back in gratitude yeah. and I might not be getting everything that I think I need. I'm getting everything that I need yes. or think that I want. I'm getting everything that I need in not my timing. And that's okay. Absolutely. And you know, you describe in my language something really beautiful there, which is you make a conscious choice when you wake up in the morning to um, to begin the day with gratitude, with an appreciation of of what is and what will be. And we always will see what we look for. We see what we look for. So you're setting it up first thing in the morning, you're going to look for the thousands of miracles, the thousands of the ways that life sends us a love note every day saying, I got you. I'm with you. All is well. And so I love that you are so aware that that's how you begin your day, right? And it is a choice. In my book, I call it earth view and soul view. 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. Right. In our earth view, um, in my seven principles, one of them is mind. And one of the principles is I use my mind in service of my soul. And you are using your mind from a soul view. You are starting with love. You are choosing to begin the day seeing life through love, which opens up an unlimited canvas. Many of us, myself included, if we're not careful, we have 70,000 thoughts a day. And that soundtrack, that narrative from an earth view is from our conditioned self. The part of ourself that's been hurt, that has filters, that has biases, that looks for what's wrong, that's on the comparison mat, you know, with everyone else. And so we are both divine and human, but we we need to choose <laughs> hour after hour. I'm going to be my infinite self, and I'm only consenting to joy and love and harmony. That's who I'm going to shine today. And when that 70K of the earth view mind pops up and says, oh, <laughs> you know, um, that wasn't good enough, or you should have done this, or you should have done that. And what a mess you've created. Uh, we have to say noted and just set it to the side and, and purposefully choose the narrative you want to lead your life. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that just made me think the mortal world is temporary. None of us are getting out of here alive, but the spiritual world is infinite. Our spirit is infinite. And that's actually how I came up with the name of the podcast. And the whole theme of the podcast is ageless because if our spirit is infinite, then it's ageless. I love that. I I mean, I absolutely love that because we are ageless, right? Right. I call it the soulful self, but our our soulful self is eternal. It already knows the soul in you or inner genius. Some call it entelechy, seed of potential, like the entelechy of a caterpillar to become a butterfly, an acorn seed to become an oak tree. So whatever you want to call it, I'll call it soul for right now. It already knows what path is best for you, what experiences are best for you, um, the wisest choices. And we know that voice. Like, have you ever had a moment where you said something out loud and you knew you were squelching your inner truth, right? Your whole body just kind of locks up because you betrayed yourself. Our soul knows when we're on point, when we're on resonance, we know it with certain people, we click right away and we're like, yes, you are my tribe. We also know it when we leave drained and like, oh, I am glad that is done. Right. Right. So we've got this huge barometer guiding us every day if we're willing to to um, just tune in and listen, you know? I think it's shutting down our minds and shutting down those thoughts. And that actually leads me to my next question for you because of your background, meditation. Meditation is something that I resisted for so long because I'm high energy. I have a million things going all at the same time. I feel like I'm a multitasker extraordinaire, 
But so I'm like, oh God, I can't even think of the idea of meditating. I can't even sit still or shut down my brain. But in the last six months, I have started a practice. And even if it's just for five minutes, uh, it has changed me. And I'm just, it's just bananas in the brain that I resisted it for so long because it's had such an impact on my life. So I just wanted to hear a little bit more from you about the practice of meditation. Yes. So I think, um, so for me, meditation is awareness. It is breath. Um, and that can happen many, many, we can become tuned into the awareness that we are. We actually are the awareness. We're not our thoughts, right? So if somebody says, I just saw a purple squirrel go by, you would automatically dismiss that. We know that thought isn't true. So we are the awareness aware of our thoughts. So meditation to me is directing our awareness to the internal uh, core of our inner genius. So I usually have uh, people place one hand on their heart center, one right above their belly button, and we follow touch in our body. So the second we touch our body, we already shift our awareness from our busy earth view brain to the core of our eternal wisdom and intelligence. And just like you, I tell my clients, initially 30 seconds to two minutes, that's it. Feel that breath, like feel the hand on your belly expand and contract and just feel the breath. And over time, you can extend that and that helps soften and empty the busy brain. I was like you. I said, there's no way I can do this. I'm in a plane up to 300,000 miles a year. I'm a single mom, right? With two kids. (sighs) you know, type A, there's no way I can do this. But part of the um, invitation for your listeners is we need to change the the narratives. Everyone can be still. Doesn't matter if you have ADHD, doesn't matter if we're used to running a thousand miles an hour. It's a narrative that can be changed. So breath is one of the most profound ways to open up the chamber of of infinite wisdom within. Another really powerful way if people feel like they need movement initially is a freeing run. Eventually in the run, we lose the busy brain, Uh, a shower. For some people, they talk about shower moments, right? Yes. Music, dance, like all of those can become transcendent where we lose the 70K and we actually just meld into the awareness of our soulful self, right? And so there are many, many ways to meditate. It can be a flickering candle. Uh, One of my favorites is nature. We lose ourselves in a sunset, in the sound of the ocean. When we gaze up to the infinite sky, the sky looks back and says, dear one, this is your infinite, expansive um, nature, you know? So there are so many ways to join the awareness that we are and, and then ask a question. 
Like one of my favorite questions to ask is, how does life want to move through me today? I love that question. Yeah. I'm going to use that. I'm going to jot that down because it just opens up the floodgates. Right. <laughs> right. And if we wake up, you know, a lot of times, if I do wake up in the morning and my 70 K is already, you know, on the hamster wheel, I'll, I'll joke with myself and say, Oh, <laughs> my 5 AM false self is, is off to an early start. And it just is a playful way for me to remember that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. And then I just start again. I begin again and I touch hand hunt heart center one on the belly. So you've got your two wisdom centers there. And um, and then I breathe in life. And I ask, how does life want to move through me today? And I, the second question I often ask is, how can I fall in love with life today? I love that too. I'm yeah. stealing. I'm stealing those. <laughs> Good. You steal it. And I hope all of your listeners do. And and know, listeners, that yes, I'm on the other side of my 911, which I'll describe for you in a couple of minutes. Um, but even when I was in the completely lost, had no clue how I was going to get through this, I still learned to ask those questions because actually, if we think about it, the most beautiful plants, our veggies, our food, they grow in rich, dark soil. So it is in that the the fertility of the dark that the light um, actually grows. That analogy just did something for me right now because it's okay to have the darkness as long as we can shine the light on it. And that's how it, like you just said, that's how it dissipates. That's how it disappears. Yes. And you know, uh, Gina, we were never, I'll speak for myself. I was never taught that we are a pain avoidant, joy seeking, pleasure seeking culture. So when pain comes up, we're like, you know, chop, chop, let's fix it. Let's make it better let's shove it down, let's distract it, let's do something, but let's not go into it. We're not taught that. And one of our most profound wisdom teachers accompanies us every day, and that's nature. And nature teaches us through symbolism. So one of the important universal laws is the law of dynamic exchange. The sun goes up, but the sun retreats and goes down and it's dark at night so our cells can rejuvenate right tides go in and out we're always taught about the the beauty of the and but we only like light we only like joy so when we're in the pain of a a challenging time that those dark times tend to scare people And if we can remember that life is the and, the rising and the setting, uh, struggle and delicious growth, joy and pain, and, and talk to it. I can remember having conversations with my pain and saying, you you know, you got to help me out here because 
I, I don't know what this is all about and I don't know what to do anymore. So what would you like me to know right now? I love that. Yeah. What do you have to say? And it's really interesting wherever that pain is in your body, whether it's physical or emotional or psychological, you can go to that part in your body, grab a blanket and a cup of tea or your favorite bevy and welcome it. But talk to it in such a way that you are not the pain, you are the awareness, aware of the discomfort. And so that's a big distinction, having worked in a hospital for over a decade. Sometimes people felt they were the pain, you know? And it's definitely, there is no doubt the pain is physically real, but it is not the entirety of who they are. And so um, as much as possible, welcome, welcome the dark time because it wants to take your hand and bring you to another level of elevation for the greatest possibility of who you came here to be. Amen to that. <laughs> I I really feel like that's awareness and acceptance. Yes. And boy, that can be hard, right? If you didn't have those belief systems that there was a, a higher power and I call them earth angels. Like I, I've met so many earth angels in my life that maybe opened a door for me. I couldn't have opened on my own, mm-hmm. um, gave me a smile, did just some tiny kind gesture. They saw me and we're surrounded by those if we open up to them. So these don't have to be your beliefs today. But maybe you could say, I'm willing. I'm willing to experiment. I'm willing to test and try and let life surprise you. I think willingness is the key. Yeah. Willingness, acceptance, self-awareness. Yeah. Those are the keys that will unlock that door. Yes. So I would love to talk more about 911 from your soul. Yeah. And and is the book out yet? It is. It, it is. is. Okay. Yay. So Yay. Is out and um and getting its wings and flying around the world, which is so fun. So a 911 for your listener, I'm gonna give you several different examples to see if um you resonate with any of them. So one is that you feel lost. You're just not sure about the trajectory of your life and all of your go-to solutions, what used to create joy or success or what used to help you out is no longer working for you. Uh, The things that used to bring you joy, you no longer get the same juice. They fall flat. You try and convince yourself it should be good, but it's not Oftentimes there's this, there's this yearning and longing for that something missing, but it's elusive. It's not obvious what it is. For some, um, their familiar identity has been shaken 
or stripped away. Maybe it was their career or finances or relationship with a loved one um, or their health. Life had to get really loud before they actually um, would come to that point of surrender. You know, we all have clues, as I said, but a lot of times we don't listen to the clues because it's something we don't want to know, or it's something we wouldn't have chosen at that point because we feel unprepared to deal with, with the change and the consequences. Sometimes it's just playing small. Like you have got these dreams bubbling up in your heart or in your mind. You've got these ideas, but but there's not a logical way to make them happen. And so, or you're afraid you'll be rejected or lose people along the way because you've changed. And so you play smaller than you know is possible. And for others, I just think it's some of the big questions bubbling up. You know, life has been both exquisitely beautiful in the last couple of years and incredibly challenging a lot of loss, a lot of sadness, a lot of climatic disasters. There's just been a, a great deal of challenge. And they're starting to ask the big questions or feeling this urgency like, oh my gosh, time is clipping by so fast. Is this all there is? <laughs> is this it? You know, or what am I here to do? Or what now? Because I can't see my way through this dense fog that I seem to be living in right now. So those are examples of 911s. They'll play out differently for each of you listening right now. Um, but here's something I want you to remember. A 911 is like the light in the dark. It it presents as dark, but actually it's it's um, the greatest invitation of your life masquerading uh, as the details of challenge or crisis. I am so excited about your book. I know our listeners are excited about your book. So tell us where we can get it. Where can yeah. we find your book? So you can find my book at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, indie stores. Just go in and ask for the title and they can order it. Um, you can find me at my website, janinethompson.net or uh, Instagram underscore janinethompson underscore and I just genuinely love to hear from you. I've got a contact um, section on my website. Drop me a note. Ask me a question. I promise you, uh, I will get back to you. I love helping people reconnect with the person or the thing in their life that they are most longing for, which is themselves. You have so much love in your heart and your, your ability to help others through writing this book is just so precious. And I just want to thank you for that. And thank you for coming on to the show today. I've really appreciated the whole conversation. I mean, you just absolutely speak my language and you're such a joy. This is just an audio. So I wish listeners could just see how bright and beautiful you are, but they just need to go to your website. Are you on YouTube? I am not on YouTube yet. I do have some videos on VMO, um, 
but I don't have a huge social presence really at this time. But come and find me on Instagram or or on my website. Yes, please. And I was just on her website and it is outstanding and you'll be able to get more information on Janine Thompson. So thank you again for coming on the show and just sharing all of your knowledge and all of your pearls. We've loved this. I've loved this conversation. Thank you. You are a lighthouse and it's been my honor uh, to get to play with you and walk with you and uh, may your listeners uh be inspired today as a result of our dance together. I love that. We're going to end there. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode.